Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. Ever wonder what separates cloud innovators? Find out. Download the Deloitte U.S. Future of Cloud Survey Report, closing the cloud strategy, technology, and innovation gap at Deloitte.com slash U.S. slash cloud survey. Deloitte. This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe... I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. This is the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainertz and Enrique alvarez Clary are with you today. Rico, hello. Hello. How's it going, man? I am well. How are you? Good. Good. Exciting day. MLK day. Um, the Bulls are about to play in about 30 minutes. Knicks are playing the Hornets right now. Yeah, they are losing by a lot, or at least they were losing by a lot. I don't know how much they're. Oh no, they're still losing by a lot. They're losing by twenty. Ooh, how's eighteen? Any standouts? How's Lamelo doing? He actually didn't play today. Okay, which makes Yikes. it worse. Yeah, yeah, that makes. Uh, it, but uh, Miles Bridges worse. decided not to. He had like twenty-one points in the first quarter. That makes sense. Uh, he currently has thirty-eight and twelve rebounds, five of nine from three. I told you this last hour or so I'm tired of watching the Bulls get embarrassed on national television and they don't get embarrassed unless they play on national television and granted they played the Bull or they played the Nets and the Warriors they have beaten the Nets twice this season Mm -hmm. and then they go out and lay a fat egg against the Nets on national TV then they're playing the Warriors and they lay a fat egg again mm-hmm. against the Warriors on national TV. Some teams just can't handle the spotlight. They, I guess they can't. As always, 402. The Knicks can't handle any type of light, so it's fine. Good point. We got to figure out the bet because there's a there's a very good chance that the Bulls are a top four seed. Yeah. And, and the Knicks, and the Knicks are, are not, not a top in the playoffs. I think, they, I think they still make the playoffs. I don't think they're a top five seed. Like I said, they would yeah. be. Yeah, I was, I was they, trying they to go out on a limb They might the, flip-flop. I said the You're Knicks right. would be a top five, and the Bulls would barely make the playoffs. So it's going to be flipped. The That's Knicks are barely going to make it. As always, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line, both those 
open for you the entire show. Um, Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube interact with the show that way. A couple things I want to get to today. Uh, first, Husker women's basketball played yesterday down Jazz Shelley, down Sam Hybe. Bella Cravens was uh, available in a limited role. I want to talk about that for a brief moment, but not a ton of time because there's a bigger issue. They're so loud. Yeah, they are loud. They're standing out in the hallway. I don't know if I you can guys hear them. I don't know if you guys can hear, but we can hear them. I can hear them through my headphones. If you if you guys can hear Vershawn yelling in the hallway, you should just text in and just say, Vershawn, <laughs> chill. Either way, um, there's a bigger problem at hand, uh, and it's Husker men's basketball. They have a couple bad games last week. They are now one and twenty-six on the road. 5-21 and 21 in the Big Ten Conference, and 6-51 and 51 against high major opponents. I want to talk about this for a moment. All of this makes sense. Yeah. Because I want to talk about this, this small picture discussion. I want to carry it over into a big picture discussion, Rico, okay? Because there's a lot of things at play here when you talk about the future of Nebraska basketball and what it means, how excited, how optimistic can we um, be should we be for the future? I want to t- I want to have that discussion here. Okay. So four zero two four six four five six eight five. Feel free to send in any thoughts that you may have on the season. They play Indiana tonight, so Indiana has not won a game on the road. So that's maybe something optimistic that you can take away <laughs> from uh, the game tonight at five p.m. But we'll see. We'll see how that one unfolds. Nebraska doesn't beat conference foes anywhere, so no. one of one of these things has to break, right? You would hope so. Like I mentioned, Nebraska is 1-26 on the road. And that statistic, these statistics should not be allowed or accepted anywhere. Regardless if you are Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, Michigan, Nebraska, Howard. Northwestern. Thank you, yeah, Northwestern. They shouldn't be allowed. San Jose State. Now, just taking random teams. Just random teams out of, the, out of my thoughts. Um, now, with that being said, Fred Hoiberg is our coach. Not calling for Fred Hoiberg's job. Once again, separate discussion that we're not about to have. But I want to I look at stuff that we can point to on paper. 1-26 on the road, 5-21 in the Big Ten. Let's focus on that conference win record. Their five Big Ten wins came... 70 to 56 against Purdue on December 15th of 2019, 76 to 70 versus Iowa January 7th, 2020, 78 to 74 versus Minnesota on February 27th, 2021, and a 72 to 51 win against Rutgers on March 1st of 2021. Now, they're 1 and 26 on the road. That lone conference win on the road came Valentine's Day last year in a one-point win against Penn State. One-point win against Penn State. Not a good Penn State squad. You have five Big Ten wins. Now, there are two teams on that list that you look at those and say, okay, those aren't bad wins. They're not against the, they're not the bottom-level teams. And that's Purdue and Iowa. That year, Purdue also, I, I think this, if I remember correctly, this was the game Cam Mack that had was, a triple-double. That was triple-double date. Um, if I remember correctly. So that certainly helps. So 
Purdue, not a not as great of a squad as they are this year, certainly, no. right? No. They just got a two-overtime win over Illinois on the road um, just a couple minutes ago it ended. You lost to one of those teams by 20-plus points, and the other one yeah. you could have beaten and only lost by 10 points. And they took each other to double overtime. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's the, the Big Ten is weird. Nebraska is weirder. Like, no matter what, everybody's yeah. like, oh, the Big Ten, they just beat up on each other and all this stuff. Like, Nebraska can play with any team in the Big Ten and can get blown out by any team in the Big Ten. Like, that's just how they play. Yeah, and it's not even a, it's not even a, a thing of, I guess, I'm trying to think of how to, how to navigate this conversation because it, it's very difficult to have because when you look on paper and you look at these players and where they were previously, this team should be much better than 6-12 and 12 or whatever their record is right now. Mm-hmm. And when you look at this coach with the track record that he has at Iowa State, and yes, his time at the Bulls didn't necessarily work out, but it was still from front office to Iowa State to the Bulls or some, in that order, whatever you want to, however you want to say it, um, there should be success here, and some there's some disconnect down the road or along the line where it's just falling apart, and this this season if it already hasn't, is very close to spiraling out of control mm-hmm. and, and going very far downhill and fast. And when you look at this team, and this is kind of where we get into the bigger picture um, discussion. On one hand, you look at what they've kind of been dealt with this roster over the last three years, and you say, okay, it's been hard for them to get any momentum because their rosters are always changing and they had to really flip it on a flip it 180 or three yeah 180 um mm-hmm. when they took over and they did a good job this year like going into this year I remember having the conversation and I remember hearing DP have the conversation with Matt Abdomasi and it's look at what we've done in the span of 26 months or 28 months and you look at it on paper this, and it's like, yeah, this this looks like a solid squad on paper. You had you had a couple of guys coming back who maybe didn't, you know, and Derek Walker who didn't play an entire season last season, but he was a, it was a highly rated recruit. He was a transfer out of Tennessee. Uh, you you kind of got glimpses of what he could bring you, and you realize you know this is going to be really solid for us. Lat man, he was coming back. You you saw what he did before he got to Nebraska. He got to Nebraska. He dealt with some injuries. He played out of position the first half of the season. And then he sh- showed you a couple of games here and there when he was playing the position he was brought here to play, and you thought, okay, if we can get you know, healthy, more consistent lap man, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Trey McGowan's, we knew what we were getting with Trey McGowan's, and we were excited. A great on-ball defender, explosive, not afraid to go to the basket, and is is a solid, he's, he's a good enough shooter to, to, to keep people honest. Then you had his brother coming in, a five-star, the first five-star in program history. And, and, you know, all the hype surrounding him. So mm-hmm. you had that. You had Kobe Webster, a veteran point guard. You had you had Alonzo Verge Jr., the, the reigning sixth man of the year in the Pac-12, which is a solid basketball conference. So you're bringing him in, and you're believing, all right, what he did for Arizona State, he can come here, he can replicate at Nebraska. Everything put together, the Japanese Steph Curry, that's all you heard. You mm-hmm. saw him in the Olympic 3v3 competition in Kase Tominaga. You saw him roll up and, and hit drain five threes in a row yeah. with a bag on his on, around his neck. Yeah, like, like you had all of this coming in, and, and on paper you put this together, and you have a solid-looking squad. And then the games start, 
Well, and then you have your exhibition games. You have that Colorado game, and you're like, yeah. this is what this team is going to look like. This is what they're going to do this year. <laughs> First game of the season. Doesn't happen. I forget about the Colorado game because that People was... People forget. That was that was a game where it was, all right, this team, they have, they have every piece. Now, granted, it's not extremely complete or it's not a it's not a, like a top a perennial top 20 team there's no way but this is a team that could be there at the end of Mar or at the beginning of march and say okay this team has a chance to win a game in the ncaa tournament right well so that was a colorado I team about that, that colorado game that was a colorado team that had just gone to the ncaa tournament yeah. that was that was a tournament team and you handled them it wasn't a problem. Nebraska handled them, and everybody goes, oh, it's just an exhibition. It's just an exhibition. Yeah, I mean, both teams were still playing. Like, yeah. You don't want to lose. It doesn't matter if it's an exhibition or whatever. You don't want to lose. So you saw that happen, and you thought, all right, this Nebraska squad is going to have a pretty decent season. First game of the season. Mm-hmm. First one that counts. Out of the gates. Nothing. That was And, and that right. kind of just, just yeah. set the tone for the rest of the season. You get three games Three, four games in Creighton. Guess what? You lose your best on-ball defender for a couple months, mm-hmm. and that's that's the stuff that you can't control. And we've had that discussion of control the things you can control. Husker women's basketball talks about it all the time. Is and Amy Williams talked about it yesterday. Is that you know last night against Iowa? Yeah, the the refs weren't calling things the right way, or you know fairly or evenly. I should say not fair. Um, and they just have to continue doing what they can do. Control what you can can control, and they only found themselves down ten. And so that's one thing. That's a whole other discussion, though. Back to Nebraska men's basketball. And Kevin in Southwest Lincoln uh, actually goes right into my point. So I want to read his text. 402-464-5685. Hoiberg has one true road win in two and a half years. Complete failure and PBA is half empty for home games. If anything, next season should be even worse with another complete roster flip. The McGowan's brothers will be gone along with Walker. Those are the only real contributors this season. So, with that being said, I want to—I I took like kind of a dive back into what they've had to overcome each offseason. Now, this is for once again things that they can't control: guys leaving, not happy, things like that. But it's also the the graduation uh, and and players graduating, not being a part of the next year's season. So, in 2019. They had, or from tw- after the 2019 season, they had six guys leave the program for reasons other than graduating. Kevin Cross, Cam Mack, Deshaun Burke Jr., Samari Curtis, Gervais Green, Charlie Easley. Remember, that was that season. Samari Curtis had the went down or suspension or injury. I can't remember off the top of my head. Went was not available. Gervais Green just did not happen. I just so yeah. Charlie Easley went from a walk on to a scholarship player, transferred out after that year, went to South Dakota State where he's playing significant minutes for, well. for the Jackrabbits. So that's twenty nine after the twenty nineteen season. After the twenty twenty season, six guys again left the program for reasons other than graduation. Teddy Allen, freshman Elijah Wood, Shamil Stevenson, Ivan, Wadra Ogo, Akola Rope. Delano Banton. Once again, that's 12 guys in the span of two seasons that left your program and didn't graduate. Went somewhere else to play basketball and finish out their college career. So then you look ahead to next season. And not speculating, I don't know anything. Obviously, there's still a lot of season left, so we even have even have 
haven't even had the conversations of who's moving on, all that. But here's what we do know. There is at least three guys graduating. There are three seniors. Trevor Lakes, Alonzo Verge, Kobe Webster. Bryce, you would expect, goes to the NBA. Because there's is, no, there, you can't turn down if you're being projected a top 15 pick in the draft. You can't turn that down. Bryce is currently projected as a lottery pick. If yeah. he falls out of the lottery, maybe you can convince him to come back for another season. But if he is in the lottery, he is not coming back. And you can't blame him for that either. And so then that leaves a big wild card with Trey McGowan's, right? You might he, be able to convince Trey with the you know with losing two months of the season. To come back one more year uh, to, to play a full season and to up his draft stock, because I, I don't know where his draft stock is sitting right now, but to come back another season, up his draft stock, become the lead, like the lead, lead dog on this team and, and see, you know, if that convinces him. It's, it's wild just to think, though, and I, I prefaced this conversation by saying this, they've done a lot. They've been forced to do a lot throughout their first couple years here here in Lincoln. So give them credit for being able to put a somewhat talented roster together in such a short amount of time. However, like we've said, on paper, it looks like they should be winning more than six games. There's no way that they should be losing to Western Illinois. And they'll tell you that, but at the end of the day, every single year, it's the same problem. Mm-hmm. It's they can't shoot. And, and through three years, they have yet to change their approach. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sutter Heyman Text Line. Um, both those are open for you guys the entire show. Let's go to Chris on the hotline. Chris, what's on your mind, man? Hey, not much. Is it one of the uh, Husker men's sports going to quit scheduling Illinois schools for the first game of the year? <laughs> that would be a good idea. Um, That's a good point. But McGowan's not coming back. Bryce isn't coming back regardless. He's not going to let Hoiberg ruin his chances coming back a second year like he's you know, I mean, uh, it's been a, he's been horrible this year, Bryce. He's shooting under 40%, doesn't play defense very well, doesn't rebound terribly well. Um, and I, I think he is going to transfer and try to find some place that can maximize his talents. I don't, I don't see any chance of him coming back, even if, if he doesn't go to the pros. Um, yeah. and, and we do have a, uh, a shooting issue. And every year we bring in shooters and they can't shoot, which begs the question. Are these guys really not good shooters when you watch the film and they're great shooters? Mm-hmm. Or is there something does something go wrong when they get here? Um, yeah. So I think that's uh, a fairly easy thing to answer. There's got to be someone on staff that can teach shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have anybody right now that can teach the guys how to shoot. Um, and they just lose, lose all their ability to, to do that when they get here. And that's happened repeatedly, so it's not, you know, really a question. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Th- thanks, Chris. Appreciate the call. 402-464-5685. Um, here's what I'll say. Nebraska fans shouldn't be, you know, blind to the fact that just because the the player isn't performing well at the college level, can't he can't be successful at in the NBA. One guy, Delano Banton, right? How many people – including myself, were sitting there last year going, how is this guy going to play in the NBA? How is this guy, he, he can't shoot, he can't facilitate the offense that well, how is this guy going to be able to shoot? He's a 6'8 guard, doesn't rebound 
uh, as much as we were told he was going to, how is he going to be playing well in the NBA? Here's one thing I've noticed about the NBA. A big thing is about the body. NBA body. Mm-hmm. We saw it with Delano Banton, and we're seeing it with Trey McGowan's. And Bryce. also, it, or excuse me, Bryce. Thank you, Rico. Um, here's what I'll also say. When looking at Bryce McGowan's and how he plays, one thing that you're able to see every single game, no matter whether he's shooting 10% from the field or he's lighting it up, there's just a way that he plays much smoother and things come a lot smoother so it doesn't look like he's giving a lot of effort. That was a big conversation in the first couple games was that, oh, Bryce McGowan's isn't isn't hustling. He's not trying as hard as things just come smoother and it makes it look you're just less not, you're less... just not used to seeing somebody like him. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I would agree there have been times where Bryce McGowan's isn't the five star that we were hoping for. With that being said, maybe that begs a bigger question of is he being put in a situation that gives him the best chance to succeed? I'll That's let you guys ponder on that. Ponder on that. Let's take a break. 402-464-5685. Let's continue this on the other side. Get your texts in. We'll get to them all next up on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.